For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, it's time for today's AM Minnesota program, and we are going to be talking about a big annual event coming up this Sunday in Faribault, the Faribault Lions Club Pancake and Sausage Feast. And some familiar voices, I'm sure. Debbie Wasserman is here. Debbie, I've seen you at KDHL Studios a lot in the past years. I've been... Oh, but pull that mic a little closer. I've been very blessed to be here early in February for probably 25 <laughs> years, maybe even 30. And also, Shermaine Cross. And Shermaine, uh, you've been in our studio a number of times, too. I have. A couple of times. I was here last year with Randy Tweehoff, who was our president. And yeah, I thought had, for a while Randy was going to be here, yeah, come to think of it. Yeah, and he had something that came oh, up, so he, he had to pass this year. He said, I know you two can handle yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. And we have to mention something, too. When I started at KDH almost 30 years ago, Ray Sanders was on staff here, got to be good friends with Ray, and stayed in contact over the years after he retired. And when you say Faribault Lions Club <laughs> breakfast, I think of Ray. <laughs> he's kind of synonymous with Faribault Lions Club, especially Pancake Breakfast, because yeah. he's the one that started it. So it was his Speaking dream. of started, how did it get started? Well, the, the story that's always told, and so I've decided it's got to be true, because yeah. we've been telling it for 50-some-odd years, is back 58 years ago, Ray was a fairly new lion, and they was all men then, and they were talking about, we need to come up with a fundraising idea. And somebody said, well, let's do a pancake breakfast. And they picked a date in January to do it. And then as they're planning, somebody said, you know, I think there's some football game that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was the championship game or whatever, you know, those first couple of years. And then they just kind of decided, well, that seems to be a good day to have it. We can kind of link it with that big game. Um, and that's just where we've kept it up until the last couple of years when the NFL decided to move the big game to a different weekend, and then that came in conflict, conflict with a District Lions event and the helpers that we relied on. It was in conflict with someplace they had to be, and so now it's the first Sunday in and February, so, but it's still a super pancake breakfast. <laughs> yeah, because I think eventually they wanted an extra week in there for the hype, I'm sure. Exactly. So, right. They probably didn't have all their ads ready. Yeah. Yep. And, <laughs> they, <laughs> and, they, and they didn't check with the Faribault Lions That's first right, to see if Dan, it was right. okay. They didn't ask permission. That's yeah. right. That's so right. give us the details before I get carried away talking about the Lions. So it's coming up this Sunday at the American Legion. Right. We start serving at 7.30 and we, we end at 12.30. So it's all you can eat, pancakes and sausages. And there'll be coffee and milk and juice along with it. So and then... Well, this year we're collecting plastic because we do that as a as a Faribault Lions Club. Um, we are uh, we've ha we are with Trex. They will give any nonprofit a bench if you collect a thousand pounds of plastic in a year's time. And Faribault, we have gotten four benches wow. already and donated them around town. 
So, so I can sit down and take a rest on you, a nice uh, afternoon can. like yeah. this afternoon yes. or yesterday. Yes, yep. Yep. you can take a rest outside a line of clinic or at the senior center, out at the CAC we have a bench and, oh, Gold out Meadow. at um, Golden Meadows, Meadows Apartments. Meadows. Oh. And it's plastic bags, not plastic bottles or things like that, just bags or... The the clear plastic plastic bags are good, the the kind that's stretchy. You have to have the stretchy, but it has to be clean. It can't have anything been in it like food sources. Grocery bags, Walmart, Target, Menards, those kind of bags. Right. Um, Wrappers that go around like the the cases of water. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we take those. Um, Yeah, Paul, kind of a great cause, and you're helping the environment too by... exactly. Exactly. Recycling those things. We collect down at the senior center once a month. And then the CAC, the Community Action Center, they can save all their plastic for us. And I was, we were down there on Wednesday packing food for the Basic Blessings program. And they had two or two and a half bins full of plastic oh. for us to pick up. <laughs> so. Yeah, because most of us don't give it a second thought. Like we come home from the grocery store, just throw them in the garbage, go yeah. to the landfill for a few hundred years. Exactly. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Thank how did you how did you get into this then or find out about it and say how think about how you could one of the Lions Clubs in our district had heard about it and they started collecting and there then another club they told them so they started collecting and pretty soon they told all the district Lions Clubs about it and we started collecting and now they collect all over the the states, all over the nation is collecting bags. We used to be able to get up uh, bench for 500 pounds, but they've upped it to 1,000 because I think they're overwhelmed uh, with well, all the people that are getting benches. And do they actually take the plastic then and recycle it into the benches? Well, eventually it gets there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yes, we'd take it to Cub Foods over in, in Northfield and weigh it and then put it in a bin and then tell Trex how much that's, how much we have. Fairbowl so Lions is a small collection site, and yes. that's a bigger collection exactly. site going on up the chain, mm-hmm. too. And yes. we're so appreciative that Cub is willing to do it, and I'm sure they collect plastic at Cub from a variety of nonprofits that are collecting, you know, plastic around the area. And so they have a spot at Cub where they keep it, and then a, tr- a truck from the Trex company comes at intervals, and then they load it all mm-hmm. On well, that then, truck, and then it goes to wherever it goes. Then it might be a great spot for cubs to get rid of their plastic exactly. that they have, too. Exactly. Or from some right. of their surrounding yep. stores. I keep thinking yep. my truck's deck on my back of my house probably was one of our plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have one, too. I have one of those, <laughs> yes, yes. Be. And some of our Lions members who work out of town have mentioned that we do this in passing to their colleagues. And so every once in a while, I'll get a knock on my door, and here stands one of our Lions members with... Four bags of plastic <laughs> bags that her co-workers brought her. Right. Because yeah. they like the fact that it's staying out of the landfill and mm-hmm. that it can go somewhere to be helpful. So I, I just think that's really cool, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, and as durable as it is, once it's manufactured into a plastic bench, it can stand up to Minnesota summers and winters Winter, exactly. for a lot of years. It so. doesn't fade. And, you know, you can wipe it off and it looks brand new. It's really nice. I mean, it's so nice. And you can get different colors now. Oh. That's one thing that... When they first came out, they were a, a gray. I think so. A, and now you can specify what color you'd like to have. Yeah. Can you yeah. get two colors, like green oh. and yellow, for a John Deere? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 We should have purple and gold for there lions. You go. There you go. <laughs> I like to go and just sit on the one outside at a line of clinic, just kind of on principle, just because I like that, that that's a, 
program that we do. And it always makes me smile when I walk out the clinic and I see someone sitting on the bench, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. cause there's yeah. a plaque on there that says it came from the Faribault Lions. And so it just makes me happy yeah. to see the bench being. Well, used, and you're encouraging there. people maybe to sit down and talk too, rather than just sit somewhere and look at a right. silly cell phone. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use it when they're waiting for the bus to come yeah. or waiting for their ride to pick them back up again. You see p- people sitting there. Yeah. Oh, so. right. we have to take a market break here pretty soon, but. What about the, the donations, the cost, and kids are less, or what are some of those details on the... The adults' tickets are $10, and the children's tickets are $5. And you can yeah. get them at the door, or I assume uh, there's a few Lions members that are selling... There's a few. Uh, just yep, a few. You can, just, you can walk in, and we'll, we'll be there to sell yeah. them to you. Yes. How, how many years has Faribault had a Lions Club? 55. 55. No, 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 no. The Lions Club in Faribault started in 1921. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. So we were the third club in the whole state of Minnesota was here in Faribault. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? So they came down from, this is a cute story, they came down from Minneapolis and St. Paul on the train, and supposedly they brought a real lion down when, when we became a club, because you have to be... Because it's a, a national, but lions are international, international too, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are lions yes. in over 200 countries around the world. If you can think of a country, there's, there's probably a, lion. a lions club there. And they all basically have the same mission too, right then? We serve. That's our mission. Yeah. In and, any way we possibly can. And how that might be might be dependent on what country, what state, or what community you're in. Exactly. If you see a need then the members say, hey, yeah. maybe we could help with this. And it's the, there's a model that says, if there's a need, there's a lion, and they'll oh. be there to help. Yeah. So yeah. How many members do we have in Faribault, roughly? We have 44. 44. I believe that's right. Yeah, we have 44. That's right. Roy, or Ray was our 45th, but yeah. we lost him a month ago. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So if people are interested in learning more about lions or joining lions, we'll have information about that at the pancake breakfast. Oh, that's a shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're um, always looking for new yep, members. You can also always. talk to any lion that you know. We also have a Facebook page, a website. You can just Google lions clubs and, you know, gives you all kinds they'll, of information. Yeah, they'll yeah. get you in connected. And with us, so. all different walks of life and ages. and Yes, yes. So I have a friend in New York who will turn 100 in May, and he is the president of his Lions Club. (laughs) No, when he went to this Lions Club, it was all women. So he said, well, that'd be the place that he'd want to call us, you know. So I just think that is the coolest thing, that somebody that's 99 was elected as president of a Lions Club. But, you know, thinking about that, if you've worked hard all your life and you retire and you're secure and... You've been really busy, and now all at once, you what do I do? You have a big void when, when yeah. you're trying yeah, to go, what you, am I going to do now? You have <laughs> to have an excuse to get up in the morning. Exactly. Now, I should say that this gentleman has been a lion since about 1960. So he's been a club president, and he's had many other roles in our association, including serving on an international board. But being the president of a local lions club is probably the most important role in Lions because you're leading the people in your community. You're helping them to figure out what needs are right there in their backyard and how they're going to meet them. And so, you know, it, it's... It's grassroots. It's yeah. grassroots. And yeah. and yeah. he is just the coolest person. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just, I love it. I, I, 
Well, Debbie and Sherman, if you can stand by, never a good thing when the farm guy forgets to check out the markets. <laughs> there you go. Nope. So we better check out the markets sponsored by the KDHL Agro Boosters, and they include Warner Farm Seed at Dundas for quality seed at reasonable prices, including cover crop seed. Give Paul or Gina a call, 507-645-7995. Soybeans and corn are down, cattle are up, hogs are mostly higher. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. The path to higher yields is now at your fingertips. Download the Stein Seed app and start planning your next move today. Stein has yield. Soybeans are lower. December soybean crush was a little bit below expectations, but still the largest for any month ever. Brazil's harvest is ongoing, while Argentina's crop condition rating declined for the second week in a row. But with this bearish momentum, a lower move in soybean oil and a lower move in crude oil, March beans are down four and a quarter at eleven ninety nine. May is five and a quarter lower at twelve oh eight and a half. March bean meals up twenty cents at three sixty one ninety. March bean oils down fifty eight points at forty five oh two. Corn's lower, watching weather in South America, including hot, dry conditions in Argentina and southern Brazil. Stateside, soil moisture ahead of spring plantings mostly much better than a year ago. March is down two and three quarters at 444 and a quarter. May is down three at 455 and a quarter. And wheat's up, oversold and due for a bounce, but slow export demand's probably going to keep a cap on things. New supply and demand estimates are out on the 8th. March Chicago's up two and three quarters at 604 and a quarter. Nearby cotton and rice are up on bull spreading. March cotton, 69 higher at 87.18. May's up 44 at 88.08. March rice is up 15 and a half at 18.26. May's 13 and a half higher at 18.48. Live and feeder cattle are supported by the direct trade we've seen this week. Yesterday's activity, light to moderate, up three to five dollars from a week ago on the live basis, and three higher for dressed. What's left on the show list is priced at 180 live and 281 plus dressed. February lives of 85 at 18060 and April 70 higher at 18387. March feeders are up 62 at 24550. And nearby hogs are down. Deferred months are up adjusting spreads. February's 15 lower at 7565 and April's down 15 at 8360. You can follow us on Twitter at Brownfield, John Perkins. Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. The market update sponsored by the KDHL Agro Boosters. They also include Craig Keller over at the Keller Insurance Agency in Near Strand. Of course, Craig does help protect all things important and valuable to you. The Faribault Lions Club Pancake and Sausage Feast or Super Feast, I guess as we yeah, could call it, coming up this Sunday at the Faribault American Legion. 7.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. In studio, Debbie Wasserman and Tremaine Cross. And wanted to mention, too, it, I, I told you earlier that when I think of the Lions, I always thought of Ray Sanders, and I thought of the uh, breakfast that started out on that big game Sunday until they moved it, didn't ask your permission. But the other thing that pops in my mind when you mention Lions, I think of glasses and vision. So in 1925, the Lions International Convention had as a speaker Helen Keller. And Helen Keller was an advocate for people who were deaf, blind, and deafblind. And she gave a very famous speech where she challenged the, <coughs> excuse me, Lions of the world to become Knights of the Blind in this crusade against darkness. Those are her exact words. And so Lions took on that challenge and doing things in the area of vision, whether it's preventable blindness or eyeglasses or assisting people who have visual impairments, that's kind of the quintessential mission of Lions that 
brings lions together from all around the world. I think we all do something in that area. And so certainly in Faribault, we've collected used eyeglasses for many, many years. Having the Academy for the Blind right here uh, and the Library for the Blind that used to be here, we probably are one of the clubs that has the closest connection to that mission area and have so many opportunities to serve and meet needs in that area. So you mentioned before the the break that lions are controlled locally. What is the need in their area? But then it's a cool point that the vision is what ties all the lions together. Well, let's face Around it. The world. Yeah, yes. vision is yes. <laughs> important no matter what community, what else is needed in your community. And mm-hmm. maybe if some of us that have grown up here, well, I don't need glasses other than just reading glasses or staring at these silly computers. But if I was a kid and I needed glasses, I had brothers and sisters that had glasses, we have them. But maybe the real key is a lot of countries in the world aren't as wealthy, so a lot of people maybe need glasses but don't have the means to get them. So it's kind of connecting the glasses we don't need anymore to somebody who maybe could change your life by having those. Right. But there are needs in Faribault because we work with we work with families we work with dr ritchie office i've to, heard of him to, yeah, <laughs> I've heard of him, to um, help families if they need it for eye care and usually they're referred by the school nurses um, we also work with shop because um, they do eye screenings also and one of the projects that we have in faribault is we do what's called kids site screening so we have this cute little camera and it can take a picture of a child's eye and it takes about two seconds to do it and it, can diag- it doesn't diagnose, but it's, it will say that there's, there's five different things it checks for. And if wow. something does not normal, it spits out a little piece of paper and we give it to the parents and say, you probably need to go to your eye care specialist. Boy, what a great opportunity it. to pre-screen something that maybe is very treatable, exactly. but can be yeah. very devastating over the right. years or decades. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And there are some eye conditions that do show up on this screening that are life-threatening. You know, we've, we've heard stories at conventions and events of a child who had a screening, they didn't pass, it showed that they should see a doctor, and when they went to the doctor, the doctor could find that they had a tumor on the optic nerve. And it just breaks your heart to hear these stories, but it also makes you smile because the story then goes to and so the child had surgery and their vision was saved or their life was saved because they sat in front of that little camera and it went click, click and showed that there was something going on and the parents then took them to a doctor. So it can be as simple as glasses or as major, major. as saving oh, a life. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. everything in between. And exactly. everything in between. Exactly, yes. So if someone has glasses, um, my, my wife just got a new set of prescription sunglasses and she doesn't need the old one. So any type of prescription glasses, are probably not my cheap readers that I paid $5 for at the grocery there store. There are some places that'll take the readers and they want them. They can, because a lot of third world countries, that's all they need is a, is a cheater. Yeah. And so they take them over there. Yes. So you can bring any used glasses, like say the cheaters, the prescription, the sunglasses, even like a low vision glasses that some folks in in Faribault have. You can bring them to any number of collection sites here in Faribault, um, Alina Clinic, 
Buckham West, um, all the eye care professionals have boxes. You can bring them Sunday to the pancake breakfast. And we take them and then move them along the chain to eventually a place in Wisconsin that cleans them, repairs them if needed, reads the prescription, sorts them, boxes them by the prescription. And then they go with people who take mission trips to other parts of the world where they then run clinics where vision is checked, prescriptions are matched, and people go away with a pair of glasses. And Boy, you, that would be a rewarding experience. It to, is. to imagine someone that's had problems with vision a good share of their life, mm-hmm. and they go there and they put on the glasses that yeah. someone was going to throw in the garbage and end up in right. the landfill to see that smile in their face when they could see again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Clearly. My parents went to that years and years ago and they were they were in Mexico and they said some of the people that came walked two to three days to come to the clinic because they couldn't see anything. Boy. And you know, and he said how how moving that was to be able to We to take help a lot out. of things for granted we here do. in this country, we, don't we? We do exactly. Exactly. So, so. yeah. And so if you have glasses, you aren't sure, you could bring them along and then you could tell quickly if, you know. They'll they just put them in the reused. box and we let them well, sort yeah, we, we, move, we move them we along. Move along. <laughs> okay. yeah. We don't make that decision. Uh-huh. Once after Ray Sanders and I had been here on KDHL, he was giving me a ride home and we walked out the front door and this van stops. Lady rolls down the window, puts her arm out with a bag of glasses. Ray, Ray, I have some used eyeglasses for you. <laughs> the power of radio. That's right. NHL and the recognition of Lion Ray. So any lion will take, you know, used eyeglasses. Yes. So if anybody knows a lion, you just give them to them. Right. And yep, we pass them along. Yep, absolutely. Right. Are there any other major projects or needs that the Faribault Lions has identified that you're working on obviously it's the vision and the plastic. The plastic. We we are collecting hearing aids too because we pass that on because we we have a hearing foundation. We have diabetes. There's several childhood cancers is, is a new one that has come on um, the market with us that we're working for. So there's been a foundation established for that, and they do have a program where they will do a matching grant of five hundred dollars. So if the club knows us of a child that has cancer and the parents are kind of struggling with, the $500 can be used for a- anything that they need to be for Sometimes gas- it might gas- be just transportation just, for treatments right. or so hotel yes. room or yep. even with really good just insurance gas, these gas days, co-pays and deductibles can yes, add up right, very yeah. quickly when yeah, right. families are faced with something exactly. like that. So we encourage anyone that has a child with cancer if they're, they're struggling to get hold of a, a lion member and we'll see what we can do to help. Or I'll bet uh, Lions, maybe mom and dad are trying to work full-time jobs and then some, but maybe you'll work out uh, a deal where you can watch the kids or help out or maybe even take them to it. I mean, who knows? Yeah, if uh, exactly. the need arises, you guys are going to do what we'll you do can. We'll do what we can. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Lions also work in the area of the environment, and that's kind of where our recycling plastic comes from. But Lions here in Faribault have also planted trees. Over the years, we've done some park cleanups from time to time. We also work in the area of hunger. And so over the years, Lions have donated to a variety of the entities in Faribault that provide meals uh, for folks, the community cafe, some of those. We also do several routes of Meals on Wheels. Helping deliver. Yes, during the course of the year. And as Shermaine mentioned earlier, we 
work at the CAC, serve at the CAC, packing the food bags that go home with many children on Fridays from the school. The weekends. And um, then we have Tell our, about the dictionaries and youth. Yes, well, we are youth-orientated too, so we buy dictionaries for all the third graders in Fairfield. Isn't that called Google? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're still using dictionaries. <laughs> and they know. still want them because we, still want we them. check every couple yeah. of years. You, and are you sure? And they, they, there's a lot more information in a dictionary than just words because yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds of governmental things in the yeah. back of it. But Near Strand and Medford... And the schools in Faribault all get all third graders get a dictionary from us. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Back yeah. to the basics. Exactly. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, everything. Exactly. Right? And it's then, a, and then okay. we have a candy sale. We have a peanut or a nut sale that we do. In I was going to ask you yeah. this. Obviously, the pancake right. feast is, is a big is the fundraiser, big fund but you must be doing other things too right. throughout we, the year. We do our candy sales around Christmas time, and all that money goes to for food within Faribault. So anything we have, we've, we've given it to the CAC, we, we've given it to the backpack program. Um, we've helped out like the community cafe with that. So And, and how is, do you have like monthly meetings, bi-weekly meetings? How was that structure all set up? We have a me? monthly meeting, monthly membership meeting and it lasts about an hour, a little over an hour. And we always have a speaker. Sometimes it's a line member from around the district that talks about the foundations or things that they're doing. Otherwise it's, it's people from Faribault Laura Bach was just there from Faribault Foundation. Was our was our. It's going to be on AM Minnesota next Tuesday. Oh, there I just we go. Lined oh, up great. This morning. That's there great. Go. So there yeah, we our membership meeting is the third Monday of the month. We meet at six thirty at First English Church. That's PM. I'm guessing That's nine AM. Yeah. Well, there, oh, there, there there's are some clubs. Yeah, yeah there's the a sunrise, yeah. sunrise club. Yeah, there's meets. a club in Mankato that meets at six thirty mm -hmm. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anybody that's interested, you know, is very welcome to come. Our speaker um, in February is going to be Jamie Stanley from the prison, and she's the librarian there. And we recently have donated um, about 300 pair of readers to her to give out to the people who are incarcerated at the prison. And so she's going to come and talk to us about that need and you know how she does that, and so that was kind of a cool yeah. new. That's a new one. We've new opportunity done that for us. Well, it's kind yeah. of cool to see that you're making a difference in the community, mm -hmm. and yeah. helping someone that may likely not be from the Faribault community, but you may be enhancing their lives when they've yeah. or being released to go back home to wherever that might sure. be. Mm -hmm. Well, just to be able, to, so many of them, you know, if you can't see, you can't read. Yeah. So what are you doing? With you can't. It's time? even hard maybe to watch TV or <coughs> exactly. do much of anything. Exactly. And a lot of them are, are taking classes. classes. They're schooling up there. So, I mean, this is crucial that they can able to see everything. Well, we only have about two and a half minutes left. But oh. uh, if someone <laughs> would like to be interested in me coming a lion, just get a hold of any lion member. Exactly. Or, and where do you have those third Monday of the month meetings? We meet at First English. First English. At 630. Okay. So anybody is welcome to come. And we're the only ones in the building, so you'll hear us. So. <laughs> you might hear singing. Yeah, you might hear we, singing because we, we always sing. So, yeah, yeah, we're one of the few clubs that do sing. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, and some people that. might be thinking, well, I don't have a lot of time, but maybe just have a little time and you help out with, with what with, you can. Yeah, exactly. And if you're busier at other times of years with kids and sports or whatever yeah. or jobs, well, then you aren't quite so busy at the, you know, exactly. or help out as much as that time. Yes, Yes. Absolutely. And you'll probably see us like we are in the Heritage Parade. Um, we sell cookies and water before the parade. And you'll see us in our vests. 
That's another fundraiser that we do, but we have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. A lot of fun. No, yeah. not, I know I a know. few of you characters. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think fun is the... Yeah. Well, we always have to have fun. Yeah. We, yeah that's yeah. what lines are known yeah. for besides eyeglasses and and candies and things like that is having fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Fun and, and you fun mentioned and something I wanted to quickly reiterate about hearing. So used hearing aids too then. Mm-hmm. They recycle those also. Yes. Back in the early 1990s, Lions in Minnesota were the ones that decided that babies born in hospitals should have their hearing screened before they left the hospital. And Shermaine's dad was on the Hearing Foundation at that time. So they began purchasing equipment, contacting birthing hospitals, training the nurses there to screen newborns for their hearing. And after a number of years, the state of Minnesota thought that was a great idea. They said they would take over the program and fund it. And I think it's mandatory now. I think it is mandatory now. So every Mm -hmm. baby, before they leave the hospital here in Minnesota, gets their hearing screen, and that goes back 30 years. To start? To the early 90s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, just think what it means for a child. How long would it take the normal parent to realize that something was wrong? They probably would be seven or eight months along before they really realized that something was going on. Yeah, and maybe it's something that was treatable, and now it's a whole lot worse probably. Exactly. Right. And it's fun when we get to give the dictionaries to the kids. I always say, how many of you were born in Minnesota? Can't believe it. We're out of time. Fairbowl Lions Club <laughs> Pancake and Sausage Feast this Sunday, Fairbowl American Legion, 7.30 until 12.30. Thanks for coming in. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.